You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With half a minute to play, Bryant for the lead! Yes! Kobe Bryant gives the Lakers the lead! <laughs> oh, I tell you something, this is, you know, he was legendary before this game. This is, this takes it to an absolute another level. Welcome, everyone, to another uh, Long Tube podcast. I am Pete Rogers, and he is Natty Wallach. Uh, and we are a subdued podcast. Uh, Natty, uh, how you doing? It's been a weird couple of days. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just really strange. I'm surprised really by how upset I am by it, by Kobe Bryant's passing is what we're talking about. Um, I was never a Kobe guy, but, um, you know, I always respected him and admired him as a basketball player. And when there were rumors that he was coming to the Pistons in whatever, the mid-aughts, when the Lakers were in a valley before, uh, before their next championship teams, it was really, you know, that would have been a complete game changer. And it was a real testament to the Pistons because Kobe fucking Bryant was like, oh, that's a team that I could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, uh, his passing has been really upsetting and disturbing, uh, especially with the timing and uh, the manner of his death and everybody else, the nine people on the helicopter. So it's just been uh, surreal and really, really sad. How about you? No, I, I completely agree. It's, it's, I share all your sentiments in that it was kind of a surprising, I mean, my, the impact that it had on me personally is surprising. Obviously anyone who listens to this podcast uh, knows I'm a diehard Celtics fan. And so, I've always hated Kobe uh, throughout his career. And, uh, and you know, I did not love watching him and Pau Gasol celebrate the 2010 championship against us. But uh, it's just interesting how, how much you realize him as a person was... He, like, he, he touched almost beyond the untouchable. You know, where he was so big and so much a part of everything, the NBA, the world, the, you know, sports life that you would, you know, I was, I don't even know if I ever thought he was going to die. Like there, I don't know. There's just, and then, and then to check your phone and to have that phone be telling TMZ (laughs) is telling you uh, that a helicopter accident took his life and then 
then coming out that took his daughter's uh, life and and the lives of seven other people. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a and it's hard to put into words kind of exactly what this impact is because I think one of the things that that is why it's so hard to kind of wrap your head around it is the shock of it right I mean if you if if I think of of people famous people who you feel like are, are a part of you or a part of your life or whatever, whatever it might be, you know, Prince, Robin Williams, uh, David Bowie, like those are the names who I, I think of recently who have, you know, famous people who have, who have passed. Uh, and somehow, somehow they didn't, this, this is has an extra level of tragedy to it because it interrupted someone's life who you felt like Kobe was just starting to really be great out of the NBA. Like he was doing so many great things after his NBA career. And, and I hadn't, I guess I hadn't realized how much of an impact he was having and how, and what his potential could have been for another 40 to 50 years. Uh, So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tragic. I don't know what to do with all the shock, but, and I probably never will. And uh, that's, you know, that's something to, to kind of live in because I think that uncomfortableness and that, uh, that state that we're feeling, it's a reminder of the fragility of, of life. And I know this is a common message that a lot of people have been saying, uh, and I won't pretend to be the first to say it, but I'll happily reiterate is just like a reminder to, you know, express affection and love to everyone because you just never know. And you never want your last thing said to a person or your last interaction with the person or your last memory of a person being something that you'll ultimately look back on as a, as a negative. Yeah. Usually when someone of Kobe's stature passes, they're by themselves, you know, they, they die from health complications or um, from violence, whether self-inflicted or um, from somebody else. This, uh, This wasn't just Kobe dying. This was an error emergency catastrophe i mean this was a vehicle crashed and we have a bunch of examples um in our country's history where you know like a bus of high schoolers or a plane or you know like whenever there's a big crash and it's connected to sports there's a real sense of loss because it feels like um it's it wasn't just their lives that they lost but their story Mm. And when there's a crash like this, it's just awful on its own. There were kids involved, um, and it's all just sort of adds to the surreality of the moment. I mean, when I first started getting texts, I said, no fucking way. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. I was in not even disbelief, but denial. Like, no, no Kobe Bryant no, is TMZ not dead. I don't care this what is, you saw. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm, I'm really in retrospect surprised that I felt so strongly um, because I didn't realize that beforehand. And I had just watched LeBron pass him. Right. Which that makes we, it you know, all the more surreal. The timing is, is just, yeah. I, it's hard to describe it. Um, he was also going to go into the Hall of Fame this year, Kobe. Um, and I agree. He did seem like he was on the precipice of his next chapter. Um, hysterically, to me, he had uh, started like helping young players in the NBA since he left mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe a little bit before. Whereas like when he was in his prime, he was notorious for just destroying rookies in, pra- in practice and like maybe ruining people's careers um, and being very unforgiving when it came to basketball. But he, um, he always seemed to change and to be able to improve, which is the hallmark of the really great players. Like they always enter the new season with a new trick or a new skill or a new way to read the game. Um, and Kobe certainly was one of those, uh, and he changed, you know, his, as a player over the years, he matured as a player and he did, um, sort of reject the traditional path of an X star, which is, you know, go to TV or start announcing or, you know, do something else with the sport that, um, keeps you in the limelight. What he was doing, he was staying in the limelight but he was doing it his way with his own production company and doing his own things um which was very kobe he's just going to go it alone he's the best player in the court and um he was very rarely wrong about that um but this is he seemed to be like he was becoming a man in full yeah and um the fact that he's just cut down so young um and that all the rest of the tragic circumstances i mean that poor family losing one person from your family but two and you know all the other i think uh three members of a family also died in that crash Mm -hmm. um so it's scary because things crashing is always scary uh it's awful because of the children and it's surreal because yeah it's not like he was immortal but um he was such a fixture he felt like landscape like now a mountain isn't there where there you used to always see one Um, and i think and i think the abruptness of it yeah is is what is what is so hard to wrap your head around and and like somehow and this may sound crazy like somehow if he even if he had passed at this age but it was due to an illness and you had the time right. to comprehend, to think whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And he, he's just was such a permanent fixture. And, and for me personally, I certainly watched a lot of basketball growing up, uh, but I was not, it was not my number one sport. I wasn't so invested in it that I was, you know, uh, could rattle can rattle things up. like you know that wasn't it wasn't my go-to my go-to was football but basketball was certainly in my life and and you I didn't even real like I I it didn't I fully didn't realize how much Kobe's fingerprints were not only on the NBA but on me until yeah. this happened and until I realized like oh shit like I 
somehow somehow he has made an impact on me despite the fact that I was never a Lakers fan, never followed the Lakers, never cared like actively rooted against them and never and never made an effort to be like oh, I I understand what Kobe is saying. I believe in Kobe or even like read what Kobe is speaking just like getting stories through your timeline, through articles you read about kind of Kobe, you're like, oh, Kobe seems like a, you know, like he's doing this, he's doing that. Okay, this is all kinds of, and then having, re, having that all kind of come to us to a to a head in one, like one article that you read, one one accident. Yeah, I think. Um... I think that we weren't done thinking about Kobe and sort of making up our minds about what his career meant and who he really was and uh, what his second act would be. Um, And it is, it feels like a theft, you know, it really does feel like something was taken from us um, wrongly. Um. And, you know, you're always going to be thinking, oh, like, what would Kobe have thought about that? And uh, how would Kobe have responded to this? Um, There is sort of a part of me that's glad he got to watch LeBron pass him. Um, Literally the day before on on the the court. That's the craziest goddamn thing ever. Like, there's the video, there's the video that that went around of LeBron dabbing Kobe and then high-fiving Gigi, and you're like, good fucking lord, in 24 hours, less than, like, two of the three people in that video, gone. And it's, I mean, <laughs> this might be silly, but, uh, like, how the hell does LeBron feel right now? Yeah. It, the whole, all of this must be, because he went from an incredible high, like, yeah. I just attained a level that you know one of my basketball heroes has a you know i just sort of said that i'm or showed that i'm as good as him if not better um it was a real passing of the torch for historical players and now it's all just i mean i hate to say it like this it's not ruined but like you can't really think of an achievement at a moment like this and i don't yeah. really know if he'll ever be able or if we'll ever remember um, him passing Kobe in points, we're always just going to remember Kobe passing. Yeah, and the rest of this season is just going to be about Kobe. Um, if the Lakers, you know, if this somehow galvanizes them and they end up winning the title, it will be for Kobe, and so won't really be about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. It it seemed like LeBron winning an, another title could was going to be the biggest thing that could possibly happen, and something as human as a sudden death has shown that it, you know, barely matters at all. Um, this is, I mean, it, it's been really strange to watch games. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I mean, this is this him leaving changed the world forever and everyone's going to be thinking about it for, you know, the next couple of years. Uh, This is going to be, I think people are going to be mourning Kobe a long, long time. 
Um, and I, I really wasn't expecting this. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting this. I didn't think that this many people would have cared mm-hmm. this much. Mm-hmm. Like LA, obviously, everybody. I, didn't think I would care this much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even people that thought of him as an antagonist, it's, um, it's a testament to his impact and how important he really was yeah. that even people that root, actively rooted against him are very upset. Yeah. And it's, and it's a testament to sports and, and the platform that that gives people. Um, and I, it's, it's been interesting. It's been something that's kind of like uh, I've been thinking about. I've often in the past, uh, have tried to downplay the importance of athletes, celebrities, people who have a large platform, the, this, this like quote unquote requirement of doing something with that platform uh, that I feel like you as an individual have every right to think, do support whatever you, you know, believe uh, regardless of, of your platform. But after this, and just and just thinking of how much of an impact someone like Kobe, who used that platform, you know, a very not only effectively but in a great man, you know, great way, making as much impact as possible. Uh, it may it makes me re-question or rethink my my this notion that you know that maybe there maybe you do have a uh have a, a, a i don't know a requirement or a a duty to utilize your platform whatever however big it might be for the most good um because he certainly did that i i recently you know he I just was discovering all of the work that he's done for women's sports and the WNBA. Um, and, and I have to give a, a shout out to Ellie Duncan of uh, ESPN who, who had her own Kobe tribute uh, that went around today um, and a story that she told about Kobe being a, a girl dad, which as someone who can't wait to be a parent, I, even with a puppy, even though I have a puppy and that has certainly taught me that it's no easy task. <laughs> Let me tell you, waking up at five in the morning to a dog who has pooped and peed in the crate, not fun, uh, but not only wants to be a parent, but would love to have girls. Uh, I don't know. There's just, and I think that's, and that, further solidifies the pain is that there's so much he was going to do and now he can't. And, and that's rings true for everyone in that accident. Everyone who tragically lost their lives, that there was so much, I mean, now any interview you watch of Kobe talking about Gigi is, is crushing because he, the amount of, of, hope for her and you know um yeah and i mean some of this is a helicopter crashed and um 
you know, we're going through Boeing sort of, Boeing isn't going to get destroyed, but it's going through the worst moment yeah. in its history. And a lot of people are afraid of travel right now and the costs that come with travel vis-a-vis climate change and risk to your safety and also the movement of people with coronavirus and like people are just freaked out about air travel right now. And the fact that this helicopter crashed and maybe it shouldn't have been flying anyway and the fact that these are like super rich people and powerful people and one of them was Kobe fucking Bryant and it could still happen to them. Um, it is, it's it's really alarming. Um, crashes are always very, very upsetting. And I wonder like maybe we would have heard, maybe this would have been in the news even if um, it hadn't had uh, the Laker legend on it, if it had just been, you know, nine quote-unquote regular people um because this is the sort of thing that people they don't want to hear about it but they they want to be informed about air travel uh and it's just scary um and the fact that it can just it's a stark reminder that it can happen to anyone Mm -hmm. and kobe kobe did it himself um you know he did it his way and he was never apologetic about it at all and he also seemed to mirror um sort of the trajectory of the country you know he had his misogyny and um sexual assaults episode and he had his homophobia episode and he had his growing older episode and retirement and uh coming out the other side of all that seeming to be a better person and someone who had actively tried to improve himself Mm -hmm. and improve the lives of the people that he could, um, you know, like mentoring young players um, and uh, really going for the WNBA and trying to highlight it, which is, you know, really admirable. And the WNBA is great. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the fact that he is a pillar of the story of the NBA and is now gone um and you know not from old age you know he's not like jimmy carter's age um it's all of these things tied together along with the timing and along with what our sort of our expectations for kobe were going forward uh it just all coalesces into this really like dark star of a cold fear um and i just I don't know if it's going to feel like this for a really long time. Like, is the entire are we just going to be depressed for the rest of the season? Yeah. I wonder. I assume that there are going to be some people who are going to be, you know, like we're going to start a foundation. Um, they're going to try to do good things to come out of this, to honor Kobe, to honor his daughter, to honor female basketball players. Um, I don't want to think that there uh, were shenanigans or, you know, safety things involved. I hope this was just sort of like an act of God. But if there were, then it's good to have those addressed as quickly as possible so that something like this doesn't happen again. Um, And, yeah, it's... I mean, there's... Everyone's been saying what they've wanted to, and that outpouring 
that enormous outpour. I mean, ESPN showed Kobe's retirement game. Um, and they're like every single person is talking about Kobe Bryant while the president of the United States is getting impeached while there's a raging virus spreading from China, while we still have trade wars going on, while Australia's peace process plan, Australia is still burning. Um, Boeing hasn't been able to sell any of its jets and is, you know, has to spend all of this. Like they just asked for another $10 billion loan, I think. Um, it seems like everything's crazy and something as dependable as Kobe Bryant Mm. is now also gone. And it just makes everything so much worse. Like everyone I've seen has been upset. I saw, I've seen so many Kobe jerseys since Sunday and, um, you know, this is New York city. Like why, that they don't have any attachment to Kobe outside of just loving basketball. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking crazy, man. It yeah. really, really is. 20, 2020 can go fuck itself so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus remember, H Christ. What else is going to happen? The new decade was going to bring in a whole nice time. <laughs> it is. Wow. We were, <laughs> Wrong maybe we're just getting all the bad stuff out Let's right hope. away. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not how science works and things are just going to get worse. But um, yeah, it's, you know, stuff like this is always a good reminder to hug your loved ones and try to be a better person. Yeah. Um, I think, but yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that sort of seemed like what Kobe was growing into as well. Like you said, you know, he's a girl dad, like all of a sudden Kobe Bryant was this middle-aged dude uh, who loved his family and his hobby, his nerddom, his passion. Uh, you know, he was like making <laughs> like sort of cerebral videos about yeah. basketball. Like, look at his footwork, you know, like shit like that. Whereas like my main sort of memory of Kobe, and again, I was never sort of a Kobe guy, so I don't really remember his highlights. What I remember most clearly is him not flinching when Matt Barnes mm-hmm. was going to inbound that pass yeah. in the Orlando Lakers game. And I know that that later got um, uh, debunked. Yeah. It w- the angle on the television was wrong, but it didn't matter because at the time I thought it was the sickest, dopest, most tough ass shit ever. Like that's Kobe Bryant. He does yep. not flinch. He yep. is fearless. He is ice cold assassin. Um, and I like that. <laughs> even though it's totally fake <laughs> like that that's sort of my image of kobe uh he doesn't blink he doesn't flinch um and i kind of I, even though it's an illusion i mean it's still what i how i feel about him so it does feel real to me yeah no that's i think you capped capped off our thoughts very well uh before we go on to maybe a little bit of of fantasy talk do want to just quickly say uh finally rest in peace kobe bryant rest in peace gianna bryant rest in peace Alyssa altobelli rest in peace john altobelli rest in peace carrie altobelli rest in peace christina mauser rest in peace sarah chester rest in peace peyton chester and rest in peace ara zobayana Oh man. Do you uh 
want to talk some fantasy hoops or yeah i know it's so weird um <laughs> because oh. like you know that kobe would be like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, the fuck mourn and grieve doing? but get back to work <laughs> right like he was the hardest working dude ever that's one of the reasons why la the entire city like kobe wasn't a showtime laker he was a los angeles laker yeah. Like, his work ethic was so blue-collar, and, um, like, everybody from top to bottom, from rich to poor, loved Kobe. He he was, like, the one thing people could agree upon in L.A., and everybody outside of L.A. agreed, too. He was either great and you hated him, or he was great and you loved him. Um, And he's, like, one of the main stories of the NBA, which is, so it's like weird to try to think about other new stories and young stories. Um, and it's just hard to be excited, but that's the re- the reason we're doing this is to help give people fantasy advice. So if you have a couple of ads or a couple of things to say, then <laughs> yeah, I think we should, you know, do our job. Sounds good. We'll just sure. touch on some waiver wire ads. Uh, and why don't you start us off, Natty? I'll start us off with let's see. Let's let's just go pistons. We'll start <laughs> off Why with Svee Mikhailiuk. Yeah, go stuns. Let's be sentimental. Uh Svee is a wing for the Pistons, the young wing for the Pistons. Since January 1st, he has been averaging 14 plus points per game, two plus rebounds, two plus assists, three three pointers made on 43 three-point percentage shooting. He's less than 15% owned in ESPN. He has been a top 75 player over the past month. Uh, Detroit is, even though they're not that far out of the playoffs, it certainly feels like they are. Um, And Svi's just going to get a lot of run. So he'll get volume and uh, he's basically free. So go get yourself a wing. Uh, One of the guys who I actually just added to my fantasy team, uh, we talk about him a lot on this show, or we have in the past. Uh, Jeremy Grant, yeah. fan favorite of, of Natty's, taking a big step forward since he joined the Nuggets starting lineup. Uh, he's been averaging as of, I guess I'm looking at probably old stats because I'm looking at what I wrote on Monday. But as of Monday, uh, this past Monday, he was averaging 15 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 1.9 assists, and 2.2 stocks uh, playing that forward position for the for the nuggets so i think he's someone who's his playing time is likely going to uh only increase and uh and we know that he is a very special unique player uh who can get you buckets and can get you defensive stats get those stocks um so i i if you got him and he's owned i think in like 45 percent of leagues so he is he's out there for the taking dude imagine that son of a bitch on oklahoma city with the Imagine. team that they have right now. Like, I don't want to bum people out further, <laughs> but Jesus fucking Christ. It's yeah. just like Denver <laughs> still has too many mouths to feed and they're, they're great. They're great. This is nitpicking. I love, I love him. Yes. Pick him up. Um, I like, I don't really know what Denver's plan is vis-a-vis him and Paul Millsap, but I imagine that you want to try to keep Millsap fresh for the playoffs. So um, I do think that Grant will start playing more, especially because he's probably more a part of the Denver's future than Millsap will be. Right. So I think that's a good bet. 
you got another name, a final name to uh, add off waivers? Yeah, let's go with the 52nd player on the player Raider over the past month on ESPN. Why not? Kevin Herter, 33% owned. He's averaging 14, 6, and 3 with more than two three-pointers made per game and a 46 three-point percentage. He had a rough start to the season, but he's been dynamite. Um, the Hawks, I think, have sort of benefited from having Jeff Teague there because he's just sort of a good foil to Trey. Um, but yeah, Herter's doing what we had all hoped that he would do coming into the season. He's turning into a real 3 and D guy. Um, and he's, uh, you know, under 40% owned. So he should be available or maybe, you know, you can buy low in a trade. And we know that this Hawks offense goes hard. So he's going to get you buckets. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like investing in any kind of young team that has nothing to play for. So they just, you know, jack shots up. Like if you, you know, if there's no reason, you know, if there's no strategy, just uh, keep shooting. So those guys always play out as, as pretty solid fantasy options. Yeah. And especially after the all-star game, when we get into the, you know, so-called second half of the season, uh, we're in the second half of the season already in terms of games, but um, in terms of the arc of the season, mm -hmm. All of the teams that decide uh, that they've traded people and they're just totally out of the playoff race and um, they're just going to focus on their young kids. Herder's one of those young kids. Yep. So um, he might even get more play down the stretch. Uh, my final guy who super deep ad, maybe not super deep. He's 20% owned in ESPN. Uh, Shabazz Napier has been playing quite well for the for the t-wolves recently in his last four games averaging uh 11.3 points 6.8 rebounds 7.8 assists and he's getting you uh two steals uh so that's those are good numbers maybe at the trade deadline uh the t-wolves are going to get themselves d'angelo russell which would certainly oh, man Jesus. you know <laughs> drop uh drop teague's minutes by a bit but he's been playing pretty well for them recently uh and has stepped into the to the Jeff T. Oh, I said T. I meant Napier. Napier in the Teague role has been playing well. So there you go. Yeah, it's nice to see. Like, I think he's the guy that LeBron had the Heat draft. Yeah, had the he oh, Heat draft. Right. He went and then immediately <laughs> left. Like, yeah, great. Um, cool. We got Shabazz so, Napier. Thanks. But it would be awesome if he actually had a chance to shine and blossom. Like if he turns into the player that LeBron saw right. um, his potential to be like, that would be so cool. Um, especially for a team like the Timberwolves, where it's just like every step they take, there's two steps back. They really um, can't help themselves. It's just, you know, it's just one of those franchises where it's like, you're a little bit snake bit. Like even when you have success, by a little bit, it comes a at a cost. Yeah. And it sucks. Uh, like, I, I do feel bad for Timber Rolls, especially this year, because it seems like they were trying to do it the right way. Um, and they're hamstrung by, you know, Wiggins and by some of the previous administrations, uh, um, administration, previous regimes, decisions. But I think that, um, I think that they've been smart since the new guys took over. I really hope that Cat stays and that they can build a real team around him because it would just be awesome to have another really good team um in the west 
even though they're in the Midwest and they should be in the East. And that really still bothers me, <laughs> but it would just be cool ha- to have new faces. And I love Carl Anthony town. So I want him to have nice things. Yeah, that's fair. Why would you not want nice things for Carl Anthony town? Uh, one final thing. Yeah. Victor Oladipo is supposed to be coming back tomorrow to make his season debut. If there is somehow some way that he is available on your waiver wire, pick him up right away. Well said. Uh, a quick podcast or a shorter podcast uh, this week. We promise we'll be back next week with hopefully more pep in our step, uh, more fantasy basketball talk, but uh, I wanted to make sure that even if, even though everyone's doing it and it's just our small piece that, you know, I wanted to take the time to just discuss what Kobe meant to me, meant to us and uh, meant to sports at large in our minds. So thank you for tuning in on, on those thoughts uh, and uh, make sure to subscribe uh, where everywhere you can get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Whole nine yards. Follow us on Twitter at the long two. And we will be back at you next week to talk more basketball, more NBA. And Natty, we probably should touch on Zion at some point since he kind of lived up to the bills and returning from injury. And I'd just like to say that the best way to think about Kobe is also the best quote about Kobe, which is that he was your favorite player's favorite player. Have a good week, Natty. You too, man.